0: We've chosen the most popular interviews for you to select the Listener's Choice winner. If you're not sure how the Listener's Choice competition works, have a look at horsechats.com slash choice for the rules and the leaderboard. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, We only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Today I'd like to introduce you to Pip Tonkin. Pip is a specialised bolting coach, but she's also got a riding school where she mainly teaches children, but also is open to all ages and teaches riders from complete beginners up to FEI. And she does a bit of work with pony club students as well. How are you today, Pip? Well, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> good, good. Pip, we normally start off with your favourite quote, and it might be one that you use often in teaching. What do you think your favourite quote is?
1: Look, I was thinking long and hard about this. I love Franz Moringa's Horses are Made to be Horses. Yep. Excellent. But I also really like a George Morrison one, and I can't actually quite remember it, so I'll be paraphrasing something about when you're on a horse, you're either teaching it or you're unteaching it. <laughs> I don't think okay. that was quite what okay. said. Yep, yep, But that was the idea of, yes, always when you're on the horse, you're actually teaching it something, mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. right or wrong. Yep. Preferably yep. correctly. yep. yep.
0: How many horses have you got there at the moment?
1: I have eighteen school horses. Yep. And then I've got about ten other horses that belong to my pupils that I just here.
0: Okay, okay.
1: How did you start with horses? I can't even remember starting with horses <laughs> because I was almost almost born on one. My parents both rode, and my godmother was Kate Irving, who um, okay. started the Pony Club movement in Victoria. So, we lived um for quite a long quite a period of time actually on her place, while my parents were um sort of getting money to buy their own property.
0: Okay, okay. So was it a natural thing then that you had a career with horses? Did you just progress on and have that career? Um, did you do something else first? No,
1: How- no, I actually did a couple of other things first. i I kept my love of horses, but I also loved um the theatre. And so I actually went to NIDA, National Institute of Dramatic Arts, and did their production course and graduated from there and was working in theatre for a while, combining the two because I could do horses through the day and theatre at night. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then I became a teacher because I was really enjoying the teaching. So I did primary teaching. And then I decided that teaching in schools wasn't as much fun as teaching writing. So one day the penny clicked and I went, I love teaching, I love horses, so I teach riding. So I've been doing that
0: for about the last um, 40-odd years. Okay, yep, yep. And you're not the only teacher that I know that's progressed on then to teaching or, or has always had that interest. I think it's a natural thing, isn't it, to be teaching, teaching yeah. riding and teaching something that you love doing. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now for people, you know, think about because you're, you, have a lot of kids, you you teach a lot of beginners, but you you know you have a lot of other riders. If a parent came to you and said, "We're about to leave school, my child wants to work with horses," what core skills do you think that they need or that you need to work in the horse industry?
1: The main core skill is that you're prepared to work hard. Mm-hmm. That's really it, I think, and I actually have three pupils at the moment that intend to come and work for me, and i um, was <laughs> mm-hmm. not sure that they'll actually quite make it. Because, yeah, love of horse is important, but the ability to work really hard is very important because horses take up so much time. They become your whole life, mm-hmm. and if they're not your whole life and you want to do other things, then don't do horses yes. professionally, I Yes, mean.
0: because it is mm. a lifestyle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. And what do you think, because you know, you've know you gone on, you've done a few other things, so you've had a few other career options. It's not like mm. you've, you've had horses and that's it. What do you think yep. brought you over? Was it the love of the horses, love of the job that made you come back to uh, the horses?
1: Yes, it was actually. It's something I never really left because I always sort of had horses in the background even when I was going to NADA and going through my teacher's college, which yep. was college at the time. Mm. Yeah, and I, the horses were always around. I'd either go and groom for someone or I used to go to the Sydney Royal each year and groom for the Hunter Valley tent-picking team, for example. Um, and so, yep. you know, sort of, just sort of things like that that were just fun to do, but always, and every university vacation, I was with horses. So, yeah, okay. it was something that... It was a hobby to a certain extent at first mm. and then obviously became a profession.
0: Yep. Now, then you've started off with vaulting. How did you start with vaulting?
1: I started with vaulting by the very fact that my daughters saw an article from, I think it was a British magazine, and went, gee, that looked like fun, Mum. Mm. And so, of course, I immediately went "Oh well there's a vaulting group just down the road that had just started up at was Sydney Vaulting Club. So we went down, and I just said they had a go, and I said, well, it was good fun. And they went, no, no, we're coming back next week. <laughs> and, yeah, so that's how I got started. And I sort of progressed to lunging the horses yes, for the coach. And, I mean, look, the coaching when Volton started was incredibly basic because no one really had Volton in Australia. So yep. we sort of sat there with the rule book and went, mm, I think that's how it looks. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we all discovered the Hartogs up in mm-hmm. Queensland. Yep. And Bert had done some vaulting in Holland, and Nick, his son, was a very keen vaulter. So we used to frequently go to Queensland to learn from them. Okay. And that's really sort of how we started. And then we managed to get um, various people came out who, you know, sort of we had a French judge, we had a couple of vaulters that had, you know, won at world championships, that sort of thing. Christoph Lending, people like that, they came out and did clinics. And that was the way we all learnt. Okay. Now, fortunately, we do have some vaulters who have stayed and they're teaching the new generation of vaulters, which is much better than people standing with a book. Yeah, <laughs> with the rule book. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah. I always think that if you've done it yourself, you know the feeling. I've written, so I know all the feeling of all the movements. Mm, mm. I haven't vaulted. So, you know, sort of, yeah, I can never. A really good vaulting coach because I think you need to have vaulted
0: to have done that. Okay, okay, to understand it a little bit more.
1: Mm, To understand it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, because it's really a mix between horses and gymnasts, isn't it? You know, it's not just riding, it's it's a bit of a combination Mm. of the two. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so you talked about Bert, Bert Hartog, and who else has been instrumental in influencing you about vaulting?
1: Well, certainly Bert and Marion and Nick. As Nick got older, he went overseas and he came back and he did a lot of coaching. He was just wonderful. He unfortunately now went back overseas, but he was a very good coach and really I think was the main one who who motivated me and sort of kept me going and that sort of thing because I was quite happy to stop Okay. okay. But also my girls too they sort of kept on saying come on we've got to do it we really enjoy it and look every single child that came to Hawkesbury Vaulting Club I think they all got something really important out of it
0: yep 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 mm. good now has there been a particular standout horse not necessarily just in vaulting but in your horse career if you had a standout horse that you think that's really influenced yes. you yep yep
1: Yeah, definitely his name is Northern Tyson. Okay. He was lent to my daughter Cassie by Jennifer Beachy, who lives in Mudgie. Yep. And he came to live down here with us. Um, he'd done uh, FEI dressage, and he was a wonderful, wonderful schoolmaster. He had a colic operation, and after the colic operation, he was not quite fit enough to do the FEI work anymore. Who, who
0: rode him? him as an FEI?
1: Cassie did. Yeah, no, Cassie did as an FEI horse. Okay, okay. Jenny did first. She took him right up the levels and then she gave him to Cassie, the schoolmaster.
0: Yeah.
1: But he also then turned out to be a wonderful vaulting horse. And he's probably the only horse in Australia who's done a CVI. Wow. <laughs> for both vaulting and dressage. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> okay. But he, he was an amazing horse, just mm. the most beautiful, beautiful temperament. Okay. He was the one leaning over my shoulder and on my Facebook Okay. 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 All right.
0: Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available. And the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry... 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book imagine maybe one day you could be a guest on horse chats now what's been your proudest moment look
1: really really simple things the clubs won awards and stuff like that but simple things like one of my pupils had huge trouble getting up to the sand and in the competition I said said to her, look don't worry about it sort of you know just if you take your hands off you do if you Don't take your hands off the the handles of the Mm -hmm. bolting roller, Yep. then you don't. And she stood, and she was so happy and so (laughs) proud of herself. And, yeah, it's little things like that. That just sort of gives me goosebumps. Mm. The ribbons and the trophies and stuff like that really don't impress me. But what the children achieve in their own personal development and what they can achieve in their confidence, yeah, that's what I love.
0: I think as a coach, you're really sharing your achievements with your students, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, I hope that I can help them achieve what they have done.
0: That's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. All right. Now, Pip, thinking about your vaulting and, you know, coaching, and I, and I appreciate that you mm-hmm. can say, look, I haven't vaulted, so, you know, I'm I'm not as good as I'd like to be, but you would yeah. see <laughs> problems, you know, just riding problems, vaulting problems. Whether students can't stand yeah. or something. Tell me about a common problem and also what you do to fix it.
1: Well, look, I'll relate it to riding because it's probably the easiest thing because it happens exactly the same in evolving. Mm. I've actually hurt my back many years ago, and so I'm very, very aware of how people sit on horses mm-hmm. and how they influence the horse correctly with their body. So I'm really keen for them to become an athlete themselves, not just let the horse become an athlete, but for them to become an athlete too. So I really encourage them to go to yoga, pilates, anything that's going to make them stronger to help the horse. That's the thing. We want to be athletes ourselves and we want the horse to be one. So, you know, sort of, we can't just flubber around on it and hope that, you know, the horse is going to do what we want if we're not physically prepared as well. Okay. Okay.
0: So, mm. so that's to help them develop their core, is that right, to to then be yep, able to sit core, better?
1: Yes, core, yep. um, hip flexors. It's amazing the amount of people that sit in what's called a chair seat mm-hmm. in their saddle Yep. where their legs are forward. They can't get their legs back under them because, you know, sort of the the hip flexors are too tight. Yeah. Just sort of stuff like that that, you know, sort of I'm, I'm really into. I sort of always have been, but particularly after hurting the back, I was sort of... Far more aware of it. And so I sort of really do encourage my pupils to sort of become as athletic as they can themselves. Some people, obviously, more than others. You know, and that way you can do sitting trot correctly, you can canter correctly, you can keep body parts still that need to be kept still, you can move body parts that need to move. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a really basic thing is that when I start teaching, I try and get everybody to work within their limits, but just sort of really work their own bodies as well as their horses.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on a sec. Let me interrupt to let people know about the horse industry qualifications at onlinehorsecollege.com. If you have a look at the flexible options, there's online theory with practical components that can be completed by video or with a qualified expert in your area. That website again is onlinehorsecollege.com. Thanks. Now, have you got a book that you'd recommend, is there you know i'm I'm sort of thinking of a um, vaulting book, but just a general horse book, and it's more as a compliment to people, you know with their riding.
1: Right, yes, yeah. in that case, Miguel Travora's new book mm-hmm. um the one he's just bought out, it's just bought come out in an English version that is excellent. I think any of the I mean, even Tom Roberts, all the Tom yes. Roberts books, they were wonderful. Yep. Franz Moringa's book. Look, they've all inspired me, and you hope, you hope they're going to inspire other people. Yeah. I mean, even Sally Swift, centered writing. Yep. Yeah, look, anything like that. And there's a lot now, there is a lot on the computer, on Facebook, on YouTube, whatever, and it's hard sometimes to separate the good bits and the bad bits. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes a book actually can focus you a little bit more. Okay. okay. Watching videos or YouTube videos of people doing things incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just know what I mean. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah.
0: All right then. Now you go to a few competitions. Is there a mistake that you see people making in competitions that you think if they only knew this we'd be able to fix
1: it? Yeah. Look, because I judge as well. Yeah. Um. Because as yes, a judge, I then do. you'd
0: you'd see as a yeah. judge. Wow, if only they could have changed this, I could have given them a (laughs) higher score.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. A lot of the times it's, as I say, body mechanics, not being able to sort of move with the horse. Mm -hmm. Accuracy is another one. Okay. You know, sort of horses love routine. And so, you know, sort of riding a correct 20-meter circle is important, not only for your horse's benefit, your mental benefit as well, but yeah, it's that's routine. If they always ride it correctly, always going to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just down at my arena at the moment, and I have tires that delineate the corner and the circle. Yep. And all of my pupils, even my beginners, ride into their corners. Uh huh. Yes. Yep. Just the yes. use of corners. Okay. Sort of simple things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What are you looking forward to then, Pip? What's your future hold?
1: Well, look, we go to competitions nearly every weekend or pony club or something like that. Mm-hmm. I actually lease my horses, or like they're on-farm lease, mm. to pupils that would not be able to afford or have a horse otherwise. So they take them out to pony clubs, to dressage days, which is fantastic. We love doing that. I think it's great for kids that, that just wouldn't have an opportunity because they don't have land or whatever to be able to sort of take a pony and take the pony club and the parents know they're going to be safe. Yes. So I do a lot of that and I've got adults that also left my dressage, big dressage horses and, yeah, same thing. They can take, go to a competition and know they're going to be safe. Good. They might necessarily win the competition, but, you know, they're safe and they're having their first go at it or whatever. Mm, mm. It's really fun, that, and Mm. I really enjoy it. And, again, not for the ribbons but for the fact that, you know, sort of – hey, I really nailed that lengthened stride trot this time or, yep. you know, sort of our counter-transitions were fantastic. Yeah, so that's what I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Just, again, those little things. Mm-hmm. But I think um, when people achieve them, it's so nice to see.
0: Yeah. Pip, just thinking about, you know, what we've talked about today, mm. how can you sum up your philosophy into a lesson, you know, just something that people have got to take away with them to listen.
1: Mm -hmm. The most important thing is that you're safe when you're on a horse. Horses are big things that can really, really hurt you. So you're safe. And the next and most important thing is you enjoy it. You have fun. I Mm -hmm. see so many people riding and the looks on their faces, and I think, oh, smile. You're enjoying this. You're having fun, I hope. You know, it's really important to enjoy it, yep. because I can't ride anymore. That's one of my philosophies to tell people to enjoy every ride they get. Yes, you never yes. quite know when it's going to be your last one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and and just the simple enjoyment of riding is mm. just wonderful. That's what you've got to do. Enjoy it. Yep, smile, laugh, <laughs> pat your horse. Yep, you know yep. anything. Even if they go wrong, it's still a learning a learning curve. You know, you're learning all the time.
0: Now, Pip, how can people contact you?
1: We have a Facebook page, Tonkin Quest Street. Yes. They can contact me through that or, yeah, but private message me on okay. Facebook okay. as well. Yep, yep. Uh, yep.
0: Mm. All right. And also, too, we'll have your details on com slash Pip Tonkin. Okay, so that's horsechats.com slash Pip Tonkin. Yep. All right, Pip, been great talking to you today. Thanks very much for all your insights and thanks for the extra information about the vaulting. So, you know, partic- oh, particularly, yeah, if people are thinking about doing vaulting, you know, getting started and, you know, I mm-hmm. think it's they can sort of refer back to this interview and just go, right, well, you know, if we have to go back and, oh. and look at the rule book and, and
1: see how we get started. A, yep. 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 No, look, it's a wonderful sport. It's yep. growing all the time. I yep. just I love holding. Okay. I adore it. So, yep.
0: All right. Thanks a lot then. Bye.
1: It's quite all right.
0: If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe.